Hello everyone, welcome back to Booze and Banter. This is the second episode and I am your host, Jay. Thank you so much again for joining me today. Um, and I have a guest as well and let me introduce you. Her name is Chanel and I've known Chanel for a few years now. A few years. A few years. Yeah. Um, so say hello. Hi guys. Yeah, my name is Chanel. Um, Jay is one of my best friends. We work on multiple photo shoots together. Um, we do plenty, we have like plenty of business endeavors and ideas to do things together. But we originally met at Nordstrom. I was just about to ask you, how did we meet? <laughs> <laughs> we met at Nordstrom and uh, this is so crazy. It's my first podcast that I've ever been on. I feel very honored. Oh, um, thanks for joining. Oh my God. I, I'm so excited. I was so excited when I learned that you were doing this. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? No, we met at Nordstrom and you fucking hated me. You <laughs> You're a sassy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if hate is the right word. Maybe dislike. But like I was talking about my first episode, I don't like new people. No, it's okay. Um, what was I was going to say, I mean, it did take a little while, but that first, because you invited me to go on a photo shoot with you. And that first photo shoot, when I really got to meet you and know you, I was like, Jay is the nicest person I think I've <laughs> ever met in my life. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, Hey, I remember the first time I met you, like, out of work. Because in work, I just was like, this person hates me. <laughs> like, I'm scared to speak to him. I don't even remember. When was the first time we hung out outside of Nordstrom? When we did my photo shoot. When we went to that dock, that random dock oh, that you found. Okay. <laughs> um, so, like, so just to give you guys some context, like, Jay asked me to do a photo shoot with him and to model for him. And I was like, wait me like I was like who me like oh my god like so Jay asks me to go on this photo shoot and it was so much fun we both ran we, we didn't even drive together we drove separately because yeah. we weren't that close yeah. yet yeah and um we drove separately we go to this random dock that's like wow, I what? don't even remember where it's at but I I know how to get there if, if, like, I'm driving, but I can't tell you where it's at. Isn't it like if you were to go up to, um, where can you get those amazing apple pies? Like, oh, and Julian. Yeah, it's like clo it's like on the way up to Julian, it's, correct? Yes, like, it's like the same direction. Somewhere up in those mountains, I think. Yes. So it was like, it was like up there. It was like a, it was like a far drive, but it was so <sighs> worth it because these pictures turned out beautiful in this dock. But like, I did a photo shoot with Jay. It was, we were out there for what, like an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. And I think like straight from then, like we were just, honestly, we just clicked as friends. Like yeah. it was just like, it didn't seem weird at all. Yeah. Like we were both super comfortable with each other. And that was also the day that I lost my phone. <laughs> that is one of the best stories and I still tell people like this story all the time. Oh so God. I just I want to talk about my view on that and then I want to hear like your totally. views. So me and Chanel we were just like we're wrapping up the the photo shoot or whatever and we like this like little dock on this lake had I don't know like we decided to take like selfies like finishing selfies or whatever afterwards and we used Chanel's phone. We were doing like boomerangs. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was like, boomerangs. Yeah, it was like, yeah. And she like propped up her phone on this like I don't even know what it was in the middle of like the dock. 
it had an anchor attached to it. So you could like reel up this anchor for yeah, it. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, you can imagine what happened, but you know, we're taking selfies or whatever. All of a sudden her phone like falls and it like, I just remember it in slow motion where <laughs> <laughs> your phone just like drops and it literally like lands like in a crack on the dock and then we just Ker-plunk, like plunk, like her plunked, and we just like looked at each other, and I just was like, "What?" I don't remember if I was laughing or what. You because... were dying laughing. <laughs> you were dying laughing, and then oh my god, like, I don't even know if I can let you finish your vision of this because <laughs> this is what happened: is I set my phone up for us to do like a self timer, yeah, and then my phone literally fell in the middle, and it was literally like kadink 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 kadink. Like, and it fell right in between, like, where, like, the little opening for the anchor was. We hear it hit the water, and I was like, I'm fucked. Like, I was like, I can't believe my phone's gone. It's just dead. It's gone. And then you go, Chanel, let's try to call it. (laughs) That was me trolling. It was hilarious. Oh, my God. I just remember, like, it's like, there's nothing you can do. Why, Why be upset when there's nothing you can do? So I just started dying laughing, but I was like... Holy shit. And then my phone was ringing. Put on speakerphone. It's like, hi, you've reached Chanel Shanks to cell phone. And they leave a message. And I'm like, oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? I couldn't believe it. And this is like, I think you had to like map quest something too or something, right? Uh, yeah, I did. I So the next weekend, I actually went out to Anza Borrego. And um, that's like far. It's like, it's like almost the exact same direction though that we went for the um, dock. Mm-hmm. And I... Dude, I, I mean, I used my Apple Maps for everything, so I had to go to the, to Anza Borrego, which is like kind of near Akatia Wells yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's the desert. Yeah. So worth it. And honestly, like in a weird way, losing my phone was like kind of amazing because I listened to CDs I haven't listened to in forever. Like, I had all these burnt CDs from high school that I didn't listen to. And it's, like, a two-hour drive. Mm -hmm. So, and then not only that, but, like, I had to use MapQuest. So, I printed directions. Like, it was 1990. And, like, printed directions out and drove to Anza Borrego. I had to pull over at a gas station because I was, like, is this the correct turn? I don't know if this (laughs) is the right turn. Like, and they were, like, oh, yeah, if you're going that way, you're going to go this way. And I was, like, cool, cool. You know, grab myself something from the gas station to eat and, like... It was like a nice little solo dolo trip. And then it was kind of cool because the people I was out there meeting, like the guy that I was out there meeting at the time, I was dating this guy. He like met me at the bottom of this hill that I was like sitting in traffic. I was sitting in tons of traffic. I remember him. Joe. But um, I was sitting in a ton of traffic and it was um, super, super backed up because it was super bloom out there. So there's tons of tourists out there for Super Bloom. What's that with the flowers? Yes. Oh, gotcha. Yes. And it was beautiful. Such a beautiful time to go out there. But um, was going to say, like, he literally was on his motorcycle and saw me coming down the hill. And he was like, hey, Janelle. And like, you know, and I was like, dude, <laughs> I was like, this, what, how perfect is this? I was like, I didn't even need, I was like, so scared I wasn't going to be able to find this house I was supposed to go to and like all that. But it was really fun. It was like a really good trip. That was that was awesome and it was it's really weird but like not having a phone. I probably didn't have a phone for I think like two and a half, three weeks. It was it was a little bit cleansing, that's for sure. Because it's just like there's no attachment to yeah. this thing. 
what was the most fucking annoying thing is that everybody else has a phone, so you to get into contact with literally anyone, like I had to borrow a phone. Or text you texted me from your laptop. Oh my god, <laughs> yes, from my laptop. That was like fucking annoying, and I would have to like wait all day to like get back to everybody and be like, okay, hey, I'm on my laptop. Like, where do I go? Or do what do I do? It was like the height of like my social life, so I was like texting five million people from my laptop at a time. But um, that was. That was, like, an industry, interestingly weird, like, happy, weird coincidence. I ended up getting a new phone. It was, like, totally fine. But, yeah, that's how we met. Can you believe that? Literally the first time we hang out outside of work and something like that happens. I mean, <laughs> I think it definitely made us better friends, though, because, like, it was just something that we always talked about, you know? But, um... Definitely. I don't know. That was like such a fun beginning to our friendship and stuff. And then once yeah. you became closer with like our little friend group of like those girls at Charlotte, I worked at Charlotte Tilbury and Jay worked at Longcombe. And <laughs> we were neighbors. We were neighbors. And so like I'd see Jay every day, you know, and stuff. <laughs> and like, and we would all see Jay together and like me and all these girls at, um, Nordstrom, we were super, super close at the Charlotte Tilbury counter and Jay became like a part of that little crew. And that was just, that was it. With most, with most of the girls. Most of the girls. Most yeah. of the girls. Yeah. But it was, I mean, it was still fun. It was like, that was like such a fun time in life, you know? And it was. Sometimes I kind of miss that social aspect of like going into work and having that camaraderie with like my peers, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. times change. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I think you just grow out of retail. People grow oh, out sure. of retail. That's it's just hell working nine to five and not nine to five. It's not not even nine to five. It's hell working not a nine to five. It's hell when you don't get your weekends. When taking a day off is like cutting off an arm or a leg. Yeah. Like and it's like oh you want a Saturday off? Well good luck. That's your only Saturday you get this year off. I can't relate though because I was kind of um, a favorite That's nice. <laughs> amongst the amongst the managers. That's nice though, <laughs> and I mean, and you had a good like counter manager too. Oh I had a God. really hardcore counter manager. So who was yours? Aaron. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, let me say like let me say this. She had her perks for sure, but she was a fucking hard ass. I hope you know that, Aaron. <laughs> did, do you did you forget who I worked with? You Mossy. worked with Mossy. Was she a hard ass too? She was the worst. Oh God. <laughs> she was the worst. Shout out to you, Mossy. <laughs> she was a drill sergeant. But I will yeah. say like, if I didn't work for somebody like that, I definitely would not have like... The work uh, ethic. The work ethic. Uh, like I would not have tough skin mm -mm. dealing with people. Oh so yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of great things that I've learned working with Mossy. Um, and even in long home in general and retail in general, like I've learned a lot but Mossy was a drill sergeant. I can't even tell you, like, I just have to say, like, the first time I ever... She was very successful. Her well, business well, yeah. was crazy. Well, she stole a lot of sales. Like, did I ever tell you the, oh, the, the first time I we had, like, our gift with purchase? And, you know, we're pre-selling like crazy. Did I ever tell you this? No. And so I walk in, and, like, maybe, like, my second or third month of, like, working there, I can already kind of feel... I can so see her being shysty. ...what kind of, like, mood she was going to be in, oh, but God. I'll never forget because I felt so defeated. Um, I, like, walk down, like, to the, the counter or whatever, and I see her just looking at the, the pre-order binder, and I'm like, oh, gosh, like, what is she going to say today? Like, what am I going to get myself into today? Great. So it was my first gift with purchase, like, pre-sale, and she's like, Jay... How did you pre-sell all these people here? And I'm like, well, I don't even know how I answered her first before I could even answer. She's like, these are all my customers. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, 
That's my sister. That's my mom. Those are like my cousins and my what? friends. I'm like, those are not your customers. They don't even know you. Yeah. But what the hell? I was like so sad. I was like, oh my gosh, this is a nightmare of like, what did I sign myself up for? But you All know, right. it took about two years, I think, working with her to where she finally like warmed up to you, warmed up to me. And it was a very hard two years. Even after that, like there were still moments where she was like, kind of crazy with me but you know I just think it also stems from her background and how she was raised and where she grew up and I can you know empathize with that because she did have a hard life growing up mm -hmm. and she is a very strong person I have nothing but respect for her yeah. even through all the hell that she's like put she put me through working mm -hmm. at Nordstrom like so much like having hard bosses is essential in my yeah, opinion like definitely. I had I honestly worked for some fucking bitches I worked for some awful awful people and that really you know didn't give me a chance that did things unfairly all this stuff but i think it's essential to shaping who you are mm -hmm. because you learn from those people and truly truly pressure forms diamonds i 110 totally. believe that. oh totally yeah it took totally. me a minute to think about that but yeah i'm like yeah that's no totally true pressure forms diamonds for yeah. sure because and then you know what you, you just know how to deal with people better you just learn over time and when you're younger you kind of are like fuck this bitch like i hate this sorry i don't know if i'm supposed to be cursing this much on your podcast oh, i don't care but cool <laughs> um I, like you're kind of like screw this person you know yeah. like what did, what did i ever do to you but like when you get older you do learn to respect that yeah like for sure my uh my dad had a really really uh, hard upbringing with his dad and his dad treated him very different from all of his siblings because he wasn't his real son so oh, i didn't know that mm -hmm. so his dad Sorry, Dad. I, I'm I'm just I'm splurting your life all over the world. But my this was something that was so important to me is that my dad was like, you know, my dad treated me differently. My my brother got a bike bought for him. I had to go into the hot field in Las Vegas and collect cans to earn my first bike. He was like, I was taught differently. He was like, however, like my dad is so successful and so hardworking now, you know. And it's like he's like, I owe that to my dad. He's like, I owe this to my father. I hated him when I was younger, but now I love him. And I wish I could thank him more and more because I have a work ethic that I don't think a lot of people have. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he's like, and I've been taught that from a young age. And I was like thinking to myself, I was like, that's awesome. Like not only that, but like to have like a form of gratefulness after being treated so terribly, I think that's a huge sign in people too. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, yeah, this person was awful to me, but like, there's something that you can find in every single situation where you just see, you're still grateful, yeah. you know? But that's, I think that's essential to have a hard boss that like, is like, you don't get it when you're younger, but as you get older, you're like, no, this totally pushed me. This pushed me in a way that I didn't think was pushing me and definitely shaped me in a different way. So thank you, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Aaron. <laughs> See, I have a very different perception of Aaron because I don't know, like, I'm sure. She wasn't your boss. She wasn't, one, she, was she wasn't my boss, but two, like, when I first worked at Nordstrom back, it was like my first job in 2006. I was a little stock person. I was not as social as I, I, I would consider myself to be today. But I was a very shy, mm -hmm. emo stock person. I had long hair. 
and I would always go into like the beauty department because of Erin. She would always Aww. be like, hi friend, how's it going? Like we would take our cigarette breaks together. Like Aww. she was the only one in beauty and that's like a very, mm -hmm. I don't know like how you can describe beauty, but some of those girls are bitches. Erin well, is stunning and she has RBF bad. Yeah. So the fact that she was like, hi friend, you're yeah. like, oh, you're nice, yeah. you know? Like so she took me like under her wing and I, I think that's how our friendship like started and that's why I have like nothing but love for Aaron yeah. and I know everyone has a like their different like opinion not opinions but like their experiences oh, with Oh of course. Aaron. But I have like nothing but great things to say. I mean, I love her so but I wanted to also rewind a little bit at Nordstrom. There was um a time when Chanel had first come into the store before she even worked there and you know some of the girls and myself included we're very catty and like to gossip. I mean, who doesn't like to gossip? We all still do today. I mean, yeah, everybody does. There was a individual that I used to work with and was, you know, pretty good friends with. She got me into photography and I just will never forget like when Chanel walked into the store, everyone was kind of huddled together and Amy. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Uh um was like that's chanel like she's trying to go after my man like i don't like her so immediately you know i'm very biased sometimes and i you know took my friend amy's side side at the time and i'm like fuck this girl like i don't like her if my friend amy doesn't like her blah 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 and it's kind of funny how things have developed over the years where i know isn't that crazy some people are just out of their minds maybe i don't even know that's nicely put but some people are just very out of their minds and I've learned that you should never listen to what other people's experiences or whatever they have with another person or seriously. Or a first judgment exactly. from anybody. Like, cause it's like, that's like something it's like, well, you don't know what they're going through, you know, and stuff. And it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's like, or you don't even know the person personally yet. You know, exactly. you don't know what they can offer you or you don't know what they can like, you know, give you in your life and experience. So it's like, and especially in girl world, girl and makeup girl world, like, is just, like, very, like, a lot of us get pretty judgy pretty quick. And that's, like, something I was really nervous to even get started in makeup for was because I was, like, so nervous that, like, girls are going to talk shit and, like, be, like, mean to me. And I remember before I started makeup... <clears throat> My little sister, Ireland, who is, like, so wise behind, beyond her own years, like, she was, at the time, God, like, before I started makeup, I was, like, 20, and that would make her 11, 12, and she literally, I was, like, I'm really loving makeup, like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing makeup for fun, and I love learning it, and I love, like, growing with it, and, like, this is, like, such a passion for me, like, I can see myself doing this professionally, and Ireland was, like, yeah, why aren't you doing that? And I was like, I don't know, I'm just nervous. Like, girls are mean, you know? Like, and like, at the time I had a million guy friends. I was like, totally like the guy's girl. And like, like, I don't even know, like would guys call, or guys, would kids this, these days call me like the pick me girl or whatever. <laughs> but like, I had so many like guy friends and like, they were just fun to hang out with. Like we could go grab a beer. Nobody liked to talk shit. It was all like what movies we like to watch, what music we're listening to. It was all good times. It was all like just fun and like super lighthearted and just like always an amazing time. I of course had like my close girlfriends, but like girl world where it's like you're surrounded and submerged 
burst into like the girls, you know, and stuff. And I was just like, fuck, like, I was like, I'm nervous about that. And Ireland literally was like, who cares? She was like, who cares? And I was like, you're right. <laughs> I was like, who cares? I was like, who cares? You're so right. I was like, oh my God. She was like, dude, just go for it. If you love it, who cares? She was like, yeah. screw them, you know? And God, she was so little and like that totally inspired me and pushed me. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. And then I went to cinema makeup school, but I actually got the job at Nordstrom before I went to cinema and oh. moved to LA. Oh yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I was like looking to get like technical with my makeup at that point. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I need to like go to school for this. And cause I had just built a portfolio on my own and I went to Nordstrom and was like, here's my work. I love makeup. And they're like, this looks amazing. And I actually was trying to apply for Bobby Brown. And oh, I did not know that. Yes. And the store, uh, store manager or somebody was like, well, you know, we're trying to open this new counter. Have you heard of Charlotte Tilbury before? And I was like, no, what's that? And hearing Charlotte Tilbury right off the like right off the bat, I was like, is this an old lady brand? Like, what is this? like I, was like, <laughs> I know I've never heard like, of hearing Charlotte, Charlotte, like the name Charlotte. I was like, oh God, is this going to be like another, um, Lancome Estee Lauder, <laughs> not Estee Lauder. What's that one brand where it's like the systems are set in place. Trish McAvoy. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, is this going to be another Trish McAvoy? Like, oh, God. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. Like, I want to be a part of something, like, hip and, like, beautiful. And, like, I always thought, like, Bobby Brown was, like, really, like, um, 90s model vibes, you mm -hmm. know? So I was, like, very into that. And their product's beautiful. So um, I was, like, really wanting to do Bobby. And um, I, essentially, honestly, like, I would have given my left foot to be on a Mac team. <laughs> like I would have, I would have been like, dude, I want to be on Mac, With but Amy? Mac was, well, <laughs> but cause Mac was the shit for a minute. For it a was, minute, yeah. that was amazing in makeup mm -hmm. was, um, Mac. And like, I would have loved to be on the Mac team cause it was so popular. Like their sales were out the roof. Like they were doing really well, but, um, and I was kind of, like, when I wanted to be on the MAC team was kind of, like, the slow decline of them, I feel like. Like, MAC is not what it used yeah, to be. Yeah, no, they've completely fallen. Oh, it's not, it's not like, what it was, especially yeah. in the early 2000s. Yeah. Like, my, I remember my mom would take me to go to MAC, and that was, like, special. Like, it was like, oh, my God, I got a new eyeshadow from MAC, you know? Like, <laughs> I got a lip gloss from MAC, you know? And that, and like this, the packaging was just like, I felt like it was so elite at the time and I don't know, but I'm digressing. Um, but so anyways, I get hired and she's like, have you heard of Charlotte Tilbury? I'm like, no, I haven't. And she's like, go home, do your research on Charlotte Tilbury. Tell me if it suits your personality. And I think that that would be a better suit for you. And I was like, okay. So I go home, I look at Charlotte Tilbury. I see it's glamour, it's glitz. It's like super celebrity driven. And yeah. I was like, oh hell yes i was like this is awesome and then i came back i knew all my knowledge about charlotte i came back for a second thing and they hired me for nordstrom wow so yeah that was it and then about two years later is when i was like okay yeah i'm gonna go to cinema makeup school i'm gonna get a further education in makeup and i'm going to you know pursue makeup this way and i continued to go to charlotte tilbury and work for Charlotte Tilbury while I did night school, makeup night school. And that was about two years in LA. But that was a time and that was fun too. I remember visiting 
Chanel in LA. That was... We went, where did we go? We went to the beach. We went to the beach. We got we dinner went, or we lunch We went to Santa Monica. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Santa Monica. Too. Because we... Did Santa Monica... Was that two separate times? Because I know Nigel came down. No. I think that was the only time. That was I ever, the only time. I, like, visited you when you were in LA. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, we did, like, another photo shoot. That was fun. That was a really fun day. Yeah. That was a great day. Yeah. Um, so we've done everything from photo shoots to road trips to... Oh my god, like our friendship has just been so fun. An Airbnb in the height of COVID. <laughs> Going to Washington with Alexa, that was such a blast. That was fun. That was such a good trip. That was fun. I, whenever I think of that road trip, I think of Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> driving up there. That was so much fun. That was perfect. And that was such a good little escape from like COVID world too. Uh, was that during COVID? I don't kind, It was like coming out of covid it was like i feel like it was like right coming out of covid oh yeah you know and that was like right before i broke up with uh forest that was like a month before i broke up with him oh yeah yeah but oh yeah i remember that oh yeah, yeah. uh-huh and um but so that was like such a good time it was just like so much like exploring i wish it would have been summertime though yeah doing some water things yeah I think would have been fun up there There's but the, sn- the snow was fun snow was throwing great. snowballs at me oh my god that was awesome <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome like our our friend alexa her uh dad lives in castle rock washington yeah and it's right next to what's the town that they shot um twilight in Oh, I have no idea. I didn't even know that they shot Twilight there. Yeah, there were signs everywhere. You didn't see any of it on the road? No. (laughs) (laughs) It was like the shooting of Twilight. I'm oblivious to most things. Washington was amazing. It was so cool. But her dad knew this like secret little spot in the mountains where you could literally go from Castle Rock, which was like pretty cold in itself and like wet, you know, just Washington, lots of trees. But then you go up the road. God, what? It was like 30, 40 minute drive. And it was like winter. Her wonder. It was amazing. There was like nobody up there too, which was breathtaking. You can't find that in California because everyone no. and their mom There's is tourists everywhere yeah. or whatever, you know. It would have just been like trampled all over by people. I mean, it was like our footprints were the only trails in the snow. And then we saw these like breathtaking frozen lake situations, like, oh my god, like the snow was powder white. Just yep. like absolutely beautiful. We went sledding. Made snow angels. Snow angels. Drank all day long. And then we went to that little lake thing too. Do you yeah, remember? Yeah, the lake. Yeah, so I was saying oh, the frozen lake. Oh, yes. Yes, okay. it was so that. amazing. Yeah. That was just like such a beautiful trip. And like, uh, that's what I love Alexa for. <laughs> we have a friend, Alexa. She'll, I'm sure she'll be a guest I'm on this sure, podcast. You know, are actually going to make a podcast together eventually one day. I, I would love that. She like... <laughs> So my friend Alexa, which I haven't really spoken to in a while, where we're, you know, slowly starting to get that friendship back, but I have nothing but love for her. Um, We're going to do another separate podcast on like dating and fun. The the people that we've, I guess the dating experiences. I don't know. We're still working out the kinks, but it's, it's a process. I think that'll be a really fun podcast. Oh, I think so too. It'll be a great podcast. I think so too. It's going to be a lot of fun. Especially like with dating today. Dating today is horrible yeah horrible um i i'm i feel so lucky that i have my person yeah like just such a sweet angel and like somebody that i can depend on and somebody who's there for me in my hardest times and like even when i'm being irrational is like 
what is going on and wants to know more and just wants to take care of me like that's so special and so like i feel like unheard of these days you know, i don't know if i ever told you but when i first met cameron i was scared of him why i don't know why maybe because it's like you know so our old dear friend amy my old dear friend amy was uh dating cameron at the time and that's when i first met cameron and I like would go over there. I think I've went to like their house a couple times and I don't know. I don't know if he was just like quiet or maybe I'm just standoffish because I know I can give that vibe sometimes too. Definitely. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if this guy likes me, but now like fast forwarding now, Cameron's super cool. I have nothing but, I've never said anything bad. I have only great things to say. So no, I'm happy you guys are. Cam's sweet. Yeah. I think that, like, the him and Amy situation, it just, you know, I just don't think that they were meant for each other, and I think that they both, like, had been together for so long. It was, like, a situation where they were trying to make it work for so long. Yeah. And it just wasn't working, you know? And it just... Looking back, I can see that now, for I mean, sure. I was good friends with Amy for a long time, you know, and stuff, and she, she was a very sweet person to me. She never treated me badly, so I will say that about her. Um... I just know that their relationship was not... I just don't think they were good for each other. But she seems very happy now. She's, like, with somebody she cares about. You know? And... <laughs> That's questionable. But... <laughs> I don't want to go into that. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to. Don't have to. <laughs> Season two. <laughs> <laughs> the return. <laughs> but... Um, so, Jay, since we talked about our past now, and we've gotten oh, past gosh. all she the has, formalities. She has questions for me. I just want to let you guys, I just want you guys to get to know your host a little bit better. Oh, gosh. You know? I, I love being on the spot, so go ahead, question me. I mean, it's, I have three questions. Okay, okay. I was thinking, like, I was thinking, like, maybe five questions, but then I was like, you know, these could take a long time to answer, and oh, no. I like to, I like to get into, like, knowing. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm sweating. <laughs> don't sweat. Don't sweat. They're not, they're not, like, I'm not about to put you on the spot. Oh, you, you know can. what I mean? Anything. Um, okay, so my first question for you, Jay, is... Let me take a sip of my beer first, though. Go, go, go. <sighs> okay, okay, go. Who is your biggest influence, mentor, and figure in your life that inspires you, and why? Ooh, that is a really good question, and I love it. Let me preface this question, too, okay. because Jay is somebody who continually really inspires me with his artwork, and is continually shaping himself and getting the newest and best <laughs> technology for his photography. I mean, like, really, like, like I have my own business endeavors with him, you know, that we want to go into and stuff, and we can get into that um, later. But, like, I, he's just somebody that I've, I've just always, like, thought to myself, like, creatively, like, Jay pushes himself, and I want to know, like, more about what pushes himself in that, I just want to know, I'm talking about you in a third person, like, right here. Um, what pushes you? I want to know what pushes you and, like, what, like, inspires you to get better and to do more and to never quit and to keep pushing yourself in the creative realm. So. And who a, inspires you? Who's that's your, a great question. You? So, yeah. I don't know, a lot of people don't know that I've been doing photography since high school. Mm -hmm. It was just more fun shoots, like, which I kind of do now. Like, I'm, it's, it's a great hobby of mine. It's great for like, I guess like relieving my stress or whatever, but it's it's a creative outlet that I like to do. So I started in high school and it was always like fun, random shoots. Sometimes we would do themes with like some of the girls and guys, whatever. Um, but the person that inspired me most to do photo shoots is 
I'm just gonna say it. It's Britney Spears. I knew I, it. I knew it. I was like, I know Jay's Britney. gonna say Britney, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. She had the hottest magazine covers, photo shoots oh, growing yeah. up, and I'm like, yeah. damn. Iconic. I love. I love everything that she shot before, even like during her dark times, whatever. She's always She's been. Always been. Like impeccable, even uh, going impeccable. through, even going through her mental situations where everybody was like, "She's crazy," that like she still looked hot mm -hmm. and looked amazing and like was on top of her game. So, like exactly, and I love her. So she's the one who inspired me to do like photo shoots, like get into photography, and mm -hmm. then um, I would say I kind of fell out of photography for a few years, and then when I started working at Nordstrom. Mm -hmm. um, seeing like I guess like people's like makeovers I'm like ding this is pretty cool like it, I could totally see myself doing shoots and there was another photography the photographer that worked there at the time Olivia and I'm like ding like her pictures are amazing and then also mm. Amy shot as well yeah so I'm like maybe this is something that I want to get back into so I figured let me grab some of the girls that work at Nordstrom and let's Which do some we're all down for exactly. a photo shoot let's, we who all isn't? got we all who got the isn't? looks exactly you know? exactly <laughs> So I'm like, who, who wants to like, you know, do photo shoots? And I figured this would be a great way to like get back into it, I guess, and do that. And um, so I guess like working there kind of inspired me to get back into it, even though like when I first started back out um, into photography there, I don't want to say that there was drama, but mm -hmm. there was a little bit of like, and I don't see it this way. I don't see like my peers as like competition or anything like that but I felt like there was some things that were said about me like getting back into like photography or like photo shoots and whether it's like using the same models or whatever like everyone has their own different style and mm -hmm. their own different take on things and like some of the shoots that we've done and shoots that I've done in general have been done before so it's nothing really original but everybody has their own take on it. And I would say, like, de definitely during COVID, one of the best things that happened was taking the time out of my day to, like, really work on my craft and learn how to, I guess, better myself and how I want to edit things and just basically learn Photoshop or relearn Photoshop, I guess, and Lightroom together. And mm -hmm. basically just ever since then, I'm, like, getting more creative with it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fun. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's really cool. Um, let's see what my second question is for you. Okay. I feel like I know the answer to this one too, but I want you to go into depth about it. What is your favorite activity for relaxing and recharging? Oh man. Cause you have, have a few different things. I was gonna say, I have a lot. Yeah. I love the, I love nature. So I love to go hiking, anything that has to do with hiking. I mean, anything outdoors, I guess like rollerblading too is super fun for me. I love to do that. Love rollerblading. Um, obviously video games is one of my favorite ways to recharge because it's just like the games that I play are more story based. So it's kind of like submersive. watching it's so it's very mm -hmm. submersive and it's very like story driven. So for me, it's like, I don't watch, I do watch a lot of movies and TV shows sometimes, but for me, this is like another medium or format for that mm -hmm. because they're very um, heavily story based. Um, what else? Photography, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, and pretty much, yeah, I guess that's like how I would recharge. What did, what did you think I was going to say? I thought video games. Oh yeah. Oh, well for sure. Games. Video games. Like when I'm playing games, like my phone is typically always on do not disturb, but yeah, 
with video games, like, it's off. Well, <laughs> Do it, not bug me. Honestly, though, like, it's like, I wish I had more time for video games. I, like, I miss it because that was, like, something that was so special for me growing up. And, like, like I feel like video games is shown as, like, a form of laziness a lot of the times. I can but, see that. But the thing is, is what's so amazing about video games, about cartoons, about these things that people think you waste your time with, is that they create such a, like, a, um... They, they really influence a lot of creativity in people. For sure. I think that they, like, that's, like, something that's, that was so special for me growing up because it was, like, all these different storylines. Like, growing up, I played, like, Sly Fox. I played, um, like, Ratchet and Clank. I played, um, my favorite, favorite, favorite video game is definitely Tomb Raider. Like, oh, well, I actually have never played Tomb Raider. <laughs> you, did you ever play, um, God, there was a game, oh my God, there is, still is a game, uh, and they made a movie of it, actually. Uh, it's like basically the guy version of Tomb Raider. Oh, um, is it Uncharted or Uncharted. something? Uncharted, no, did you play I that? It's so, on my list. Everybody talks about Uncharted, says it's like the best thing ever, but like, honestly, like Tomb Raider doesn't get enough love, especially the newest one that came out for PS4. That one was fucking unbelievable it's so cool like laura croft is just such a badass but like the thing is is you have to collect a certain amount of things before you can move on to the next level and like you need things to be able to explore other stuff and it's like really as if you're like kind of deserted on mm -hmm. this like area you know and you go to all these different areas of the world to collect these artifacts right but it's all about puzzles it's about survival it's about like all these different things and i mean there's a lot of like points in time like the best part about it too is that they allow you to especially in this last game you can either be like full crazy go all out and kill all these fuckers or you can be secret melee and like sneak past everyone and that's how you can get past mm. so it's difficult though it that, is not it is not easy that like, sounds like way. a game like i will definitely check out i guess one of these days tomb raider is amazing yeah. i love tomb raider um oh and then also i love castlevania like Castlevania oh, was like so much fun for yeah. me because you have to pause. You have to like figure out what demon you want to be on your side. You want to have to figure out like what like weapon, like what magic you're going to use. Like, and that was like always super fun and special for me too. Like that was just like so cool. And I even loved the animation of Castlevania, like on Netflix. That was. Oh, I never seen it. It's so good. Hmm. Like so good. The storyline is amazing. There's only three seasons, but it's so good and it escalates it's a little crazy bloody gory gnarly but like that's the first season i feel Love like that but it's it's awesome and the storyline is it's kind of like it was like kind of like my cartoon filler for game of thrones like it was like oh my god this is so cool it's so good like and the characters you just learn to love like me and my roommate ian that's like our favorite thing to watch like that's like one of our comfort shows is castlevania so but it's like video games were just so amazing for kingdom hearts like i played kingdom hearts growing up like <laughs> that was so fun like the first one was amazing i never got past the alice in wonderland i think area so i kind of gave up on that but it I was wish tough yeah it was it was a hard game yeah, i wish i could get into that but who knows maybe one day i'll revisit that like franchise but mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so many games that I'm like playing right now and it's hard with like this backlog, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, you know, it's like, I think it's just like when you're dating somebody that you're like living with, it's like, I prefer to spend my time at night with him. Does Cameron play video games? No, he's, he's like a, he, we've been playing um, Mario Galaxy together. 
Oh, fun. So that's been really fun for us. And like, literally we had a day where we were just total pieces of shit. And like, we ate like shit all day long. And literally, I'm not joking. We played Mario Galaxy for like five hours. Like, we just like, (laughs) that was such a fun day. Like just him and I to like reconnect and stuff. But, um, he just is not a video game person. He's been, he's very active. Like Mm -hmm. he loves skateboarding. He loves to be on the Peloton. He likes to, um, design down, like right now he's on the computer designing on like Photoshop and stuff. Like, he likes to design, like, and he's just never been a video game person. He likes to read, and those are all things that I treasure, too, yeah. you know? But he he's just different in that way, where he just doesn't like video games like me. Like, you know, it's like... But I grew up with it. I grew up with my dad constantly playing them around me, my brother constantly playing them around me, my cousins, my uncles. Like, I grew up around a ton of guys. So it's like... All gamers. I, all gamers. All gamers. <laughs> and honestly, like, even my grandma games. My grandma has Animal Crossing. She has a Switch and she plays Animal I Crossing. remember you telling me that. I think that is so freaking awesome. She's so cute and her, her island is so cute and it's so her. Does like, she still play? Um, Yeah, she loves it. It's like totally a decompressant for her. Yeah. And she'll literally tell you if you ever meet her, she'll be like, once a gamer, always a gamer. <laughs> That's like, true. She literally That's will tell true. you that. My mom played um, Mist. Oh yeah, on the computer. Yeah. My mom loved Mist. I like, remember that game. Um, but my my dad mostly. My dad and my brother they played so many video games, and I just remember thinking like, this is incredible. Like I just loved the worlds that they yeah. would be in, and like all the things. I mean, they played like Lord of the Rings. They played. Um, they had this game that scared the absolute shit out of me called Run Like Hell. Have you ever heard of it? No. It's like a. It's honestly like it's like a Doom. Like, kind of like Doom or like, um, what's that game that, um, Bioshock, um, but it was like the space version. Um, space version Bioshock? So, did you ever play Bioshock? Vaguely, yes. I played the first Bioshock. Briefly, I mean. (laughs) Um, and that was, that was an amazing, amazing game. But they had another one, is a space, space version, and it's killing me, like, it's not, it's not coming into my head right now, but. It's not Halo. It's not Halo. Halo's just like shooting. Another shooting game. Yeah. With like their aliens are not scary. Um oh god, what is it called? It's not like deep space. It's called something. And I'll think of uh, it'll probably pop up in my head later. Let's go on to the next question I have <laughs> for you. Okay. So Jay and I have like like I've said prior, we've had we have like business endeavors that mm-hmm. I want to like explore with him and I definitely want him to be the first person that's gonna be on my team of people for this business endeavor that I have. I've been putting it on the back burner, focusing on the job that I have right now, which is in sales, and that's been pretty interesting, but like I see myself definitely going into this with Jay, but this is where this question comes from. Long term goals. Where do you see yourself in five years professionally? Five years. Five years. Wow. <clears throat> well, I think eventually, like, with my house um, renovation, when that's done, I definitely want to turn one of my rooms into, like, my own, like, portrait studio or, that's like, cool. photo studio. Are um, you buying a house within this time? No. This is the house that I'm inheriting. Oh, the wow. house I grew up in, yeah. That's awesome. Yes. How amazing. Yeah. I'm very, like, fortunate That's with wonderful. That. Yeah. Oh, my God, how cool. So, I want to turn one of the rooms into, like, my own, like, I guess, like, creative studio where I can work That's on my projects. Exactly. Um, and then, hopefully, like, you know, I want to expand more and do more things that I haven't really tried with photography or even, like, this is, like, creative for me, a whole podcast. Like, I... 
always wanted to do something like this, but I didn't know where to start, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely more on the creative side. I don't know if I will be where I'm at right now with work. Mm -hmm. um, who knows? That could always change. Um, I do like the company that I work for and what I'm the field that I'm in, but some days it's just a little drag and I wish I could be doing more creative stuff. Like that's, I, agree. I guess like that's where more of my passion is, Same. is creating. I agree. Um, so in five years, hopefully like I'll have my own studio, obviously in the house that I grew up in, um, do, taking on a lot more projects and seeing where I, where your creative endeavors and business is going. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's really exciting. So who knows? Like the future is very, um, I don't know how to say it, but it's very, um, there's a lot of possibilities and potential out there. So yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's really rad. That's super cool. Yeah. I hope in like five years for myself, like that I at least have a baby business. Yeah, you know I, mean? I think that's going to be coming sooner it's than five very, years. Well, baby business at least built in five years, like where it's like we're like making money. We're yeah. like doing things that yeah. are going to be, you know, because for me, I'm just so sick of not doing things I'm not passionate about. Yeah. I'm learning so much and I feel so fortunate in my job right now because my job is really shaping me right now and it's making me very confident which is mm -hmm. awesome because I never thought in a million years. For those of you who don't know, I am not in Nordstrom anymore. I actually am a patient coordinator for a dermatology and cosmetic aesthetic office called Newport Cove Dermatology. And my boss is the best person in the world. Her name is Dr. Jennifer Chanel, and she's the owner of two practices. And she's also a doctor as well, obviously. She's a derm. And she is just, She's blessed me so much with like just so much knowledge that no other boss I've ever known has gone this far to mm -hmm. like further my knowledge on things. Yeah. Like to really push me in a way where I am like constantly learning new stuff about the industry, but also um, like really pushing me in sales. And I'm just taking so many, she likes to call them little pearls of knowledge. You know, she's like, even if she's like, that. right? Like, she's like, you can take a pearl of knowledge from anything. Mm -hmm. She's like, she's like, she's like, let's say somebody who comes in who you cannot stand is the worst person ever, but they're in here and they're teaching you sales. Even if you can't stand the person, you're going to learn something from them and you can take that from them. So just be cordial, be cool, learn. You don't have to be buddy buddies with the person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? She's like, but you can learn. And then, like, I learned that from her because I used to take so much shit personally. Yeah. And like, if I didn't fucking like a person, I want to learn from you. Yeah. But it's like, I don't have to be this person's personality, mm -hmm. I, but I can learn sales from them. You know, a lot of scummy people are really good at sales. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't have to be that personality like them, but I can absolutely learn from them yeah. and I can absolutely like take a little pearl of knowledge. You know, it's not embodying everything that they are about. It's about taking little bits and pieces. And she's done that a lot with a lot of new people. She's introduced me to a lot of people in life. Like I just feel really lucky. Like I feel really lucky in my position right now with my job because I started out as a front desk 
person. <laughs> I was working front desk. And then I went to becoming a cosmetic aesthetic medical assistant. So I got to like sit in on Botox, filler, lasers, uh, body contouring, all kinds of really cool stuff. And then um, after that, that kind of just stopped. I was, I was looking to possibly becoming a cosmetic aesthetic nurse. Like I was wanting to do Botox. I was wanting to do laser. I was wanting to do all that. And holy shit, did I learn that I am a creative because doing prereqs for nursing school was so fucking unbelievably hard. Like, I, like I've never had panic attacks like I've had with those classes because you have to have A's. If you are not in a, like a, if you are not in a school that is driven towards putting you in a nursing school, if you're going to community college and you're not getting A's, you're not getting in. Yeah. You're, you're chopped liver. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. It's a very demanding field. Very demanding field. And not only that, but it's like, I was talking to so many people who were like, oh yeah, no, that sounds about right. Like I basically took a year of my life off <laughs> yep. to like off of work. And I took a government loan out to do school and pay for school as well. Wait, for this job? For no, oh, for, for the... nursing school. Oh, wow. For nursing school. People take their entire life off yeah. and just do that to yeah. they can be a nurse. Because, I mean, you do make bank as a nurse. Yep. You make really good money as a nurse. Briefly dated someone that does that. <laughs> it's, God Beautiful bless house. them. Yeah. God bless them. Because, like, they they do deserve the money that they get. Yeah. Like, it is fucking hard and this is not you're not doing this for the money you're doing it because you're passionate about it because that's the only thing that's going to get through you get you through that mm -hmm. that is the only thing like i i like it, it it truly like told me like and showed me like am i doing this for the money or am i doing this because i love it i was doing it for the money i was doing it for a solid job you know what i mean and even I would have been lucky. I probably would have been lucky as soon as I got out of nursing school. I probably would have landed a job as an aesthetic nurse with my, my job right now because my doctor is just wonderful. And she did that for the nurse I was also assisting for. Mm -hmm. Typically, an office will not take you as an aesthetic nurse unless you have been working in a hospital for about four to five years. Yeah. Like, you have to do ER. And that's wiping shit, cleaning sores cleaning disgusting <laughs> nasty like i could never fuck no yeah. and i mean i was like mentally preparing myself i was like i might have to do that like i might have to do that but i couldn't even get through my prereqs mm -hmm. i couldn't get through it it was so painstaking like i had such a bad panic attack one day like that like I, once again god bless cameron because like he was just there for me and he was like trying to be a pusher like are you being a baby or is this something that we need to quit? Like, and I was like, I fucking hate this. Like, I was like, every waking moment out of work was study, study, study. I'd go to work. I would be, I would get anxiety about making dinner for an hour. No. I should be, I should be studying. <clears throat> I should be studying. I, sh I shouldn't be wasting this hour. I didn't know this. It was... When, when did you do all this? Crazy. I did it for about a year. I only oh. took two classes, Jay. I did biology and I did anatomy. And anatomy was fucking hard. That was hard. And I love anatomy. I love learning about that stuff. And I still can remember some of the stuff about our body that, like, I still think is really fascinating. But mm -hmm. it's, like, 
that was a difficult period in my life. Mm. Like I would go to school two days out of the week. I would go to school from after class, after work. I'd go to school from six to 10 and then I'd come home, study till midnight, go to work the next day, study after work the next day, study after work the next day, go to school, come home, study, study all week long, study, 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 study. Like the, and it's like my brain would not retain. And like my anxiety was just like, so like you need an A, you need an A, you need an A. And I spent all that time studying and you want to know what I, I dropped anatomy with a C minus. Wow. 75% of the way through. I had a C minus. Wow. And I was like, fuck this. Like, I can't do this. Like, I just can't do this. My brain just does not work this way. It does not work this way. Like, and it, it really, really like made me realize too. I'm very thankful for that period in my life too, because so much of the time we say, I don't have time to do a podcast. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to design like I used to. I don't have time to draw. I don't have time to do photography, whatever it is that you're creative and you're in love with. I don't have yeah. the time. You have the time. I made the time to study. Like I made all that time to study. And I was like, with all this time that I've been studying, how much could I be putting into my creative life that I don't put into that I make excuses for? Yeah. All the time it showed me like so much crazy stuff like I was like so like I'm really th- I am thankful for that time in my life because although I had like horrible panic attacks it really showed me mm-hmm. like it really made me feel like dude I just make excuses like I that's all it is yeah it's not that you don't have the time you make excuses yep that's all it is and so yeah, that was, I think it was a really good pivotal time in my life. And that's where my idea for my business finally blossomed. Yeah. I was like, I just need to start. So for the listeners, what, what would your, how would you describe your future business endeavors? So my future business endeavors is I, so the more and more I think about it, it's technically creating an agency. Yeah. I'm like creating an agency for creatives to come together and be like a, so like, let's say for you listeners, you're a music artist or you are creating a product. Let's say you're making toothpaste. It's just the first thing that popped in my head. (laughs) So like, let's say you're making toothpaste and you come to us and you say, hi, I have this product. I want all of the marketing done for it through you guys. Mm -hmm. And we're going to say, great. What's the vision of your product? What makes your toothpaste stand out better from other toothpastes? And I don't know, let's say you're like, it's clean toothpaste, it's all organic, but it has the same results as Crest, not like other natural toothpaste that don't actually make your breath taste clean or whatever. I don't know, it's a cost effective, whatever. Who are you trying to market to? What's your vision, pretty much? And, um, you know, and so we say, you know, I think we have the perfect team for you. I have a photographer who, his name is Jay. He's done product marketing before. We're gonna get him on the team with you and we're gonna take your product and we're gonna do that. I have a makeup artist for your photo shoots. If you need commercials, I have a videographer. If you need hair, if you need, I basically create your team 
for you for all of your marketing mm -hmm. and i know so many people within the creative industry yeah. that are like so gung-ho and ready to work but there's no fucking work out there or yeah. like nobody knows how to reach out to them you know or to like create i basically am going to take the no like the brain work out of assembling your marketing team okay and but the thing is is the caveat is is you're going to be paying your artists what they deserve. So it's you're going to get amazing work where all this passion and love and like drive for your product is going to be there, but you're also going to be, you know, it's like how many times do you hear I was on set all fucking day, I didn't get paid overtime. I also like I hear so much from like model like there's going to be like an element of respect there because and that's like where I really really want to bring this back to creativity is it's like the respect for the creative realm the respect for the people because your your product's not going to be looking as good as it is without the people who are there to help you definitely it's not going to help it's definitely. not going to happen and you know it's like when a lot of love and respect and honor and genuine like is like poured into creating this like whole vision around your product or your band or whatever i don't know like whatever you want to come and have marketing for toothpaste exactly <laughs> it turns out 10 times better it turns out 10 times better and the energy and the people around are like this is a genuine and real fucking product these are real people like this yeah. is really good your sales are going to be boosted you're going to make more money like i mean it's just like the energy that is brought into things you know, when you don't freaking try to cut corners on, like, what people deserve or what people, like, are, like, it's, like, you actually get something amazing out of it. And the only that you feel better about it, you feel, like, everybody wins. Yeah. Everybody wins. And you can definitely see that, too, when with companies who hire people that do that kind of stuff, you can totally see that oh, in yeah. the marketing that they produce. Absolutely. Or it's, like, it just turns out cheesy. It turns out half-assed. It yeah. turns out, like what the fuck was this ad? You yeah. know, like what, what is this? Like, this doesn't draw me in. Like yeah. I'm not in like, no, like let's bring it back to the art. Let's like bring it back to the people who like really like are put out there wanting to do better by you. So you should do good by them, you know? So that's like my, that's like my thing. I, I genuinely am kind of like trying to figure out how like the payment vor version of this goes, how I can get this started. I mean, I might like, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts on like business and starting business and everybody says to look for investors, look for an investor because investors are what's going to get it started. Like, don't be scared to start. Just fucking start. And yeah, like, I so agree with that for sure. Yeah. So I, you know, that's, that's definitely like what I want to do. And Jay, I want to be one of my first photographers on my team. <laughs> so it, essentially like, let's say you find us on the internet it's kind of going to be like, choose your fighter style, you know, like for like, oh, look at Jay. Like, do you need a photographer? Do you need a makeup artist? Like, let's say you don't even want to come into office and tell your vision. You're just like, you know what? I want to come in. I want to create my own set and I want to create my own people or whatever and stuff like my whole team. It's going to be like a list of makeup artists, a li list of photographers, a list of whatever. And we're going to send, the, send them either out to a location or you can come to my warehouse and we can do our set there you know, and we're going to set aside a date for you, you know, and stuff. Obviously we want to get on the phone and talk with you and like learn what's going on and like why you want to choose us. But like, I don't know. I'm, I'm still working out like the, the business aspects yeah. of it, you know, cause I don't know how to create a business. I just have the vision for trial my and error, trial and error. That's I like mean, how it's probably going to go. Yeah. 
Even there might be some big failures, but I think that it also is, is going to be. be. Yeah. There will be for sure. I, always, you know, yeah. but that's in anything. And I'm trying like really hard not to be scared because when you're scared of failure is when you fall. There was a really good quote. Did you, you, do you remember that brand Nasty Girl? Nasty Gal? Yes. Her life story is fucking crazy. She is a nuts girl. She is awesome. Like Nasty Gal, she created Nasty Gal at like 21 or 22. Mm-hmm. She started on eBay. First off, this is how she started selling on eBay. She was stealing. She was shoplifting. Shut up. She was shoplifting. And she would shoplift from Barnes and Nobles. And she would, literally Barnes and Nobles is, she was very smart about it. She would find companies that had a no chase policy for people that they would shoplift. Like, it's like if they came in and stole a book or two, like, they have that kind of like Nordstrom where we can't chase after you. There's nothing we can really do. We yeah. can just kind of like alert security or whatever. And, and they even don't then do security <laughs> doesn't even fucking do anything. Useless. Exactly. Barnes and Noble has the same policy. Oh. So she would literally take the best selling book table, grab a stack of the books, fucking walk out and sell them on eBay for 10 cents cheaper than what they were selling online for. And they'd sell out overnight. That's crazy. And that's how she'd make rent. And how, but isn't Nasty Gal like a clothing thing? Yes. So she learned how to sell on eBay from shoplifting. <laughs> then she decided, I need to get my fucking life together and stop stealing. She, so she's like, stops stealing. And she realizes like, I have style and I like thrifting. And she started noticing like, oh, vintage stuff is going for really expensive on eBay. So she made Nasty Gal where she took thrifted clothes. She'd buy thrifted clothes and sell it for an over cost. Is her, what's her name? Shoot, it's what's not Zandy. Her... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so like she would sell it for an over cost. Let me see what her name is. Hold that's, on. That's crazy. I did not know that, but but it grew. It grew. Oh yeah, that's like a crazy I've... like fast. Yeah, like she would go to like little fairs and sell at fairs and stuff. But like, um, let me see, what's her freaking name? It's gonna kill me. I need to look it up. Hold on. Google. But it's all like trial and error at the end of the day. Absolutely. So, well, she went. She literally went from selling at fairs to literally finally buy, being able to buy her own warehouse. She literally just hired a bunch of fucking kids to work at her warehouse. Hired a bunch of like teenagers. They're all working in her warehouse. They're selling. She went from making, literally, she would make 100000 in a year to over 100000 during lunch period. Shut up. She became a million. Like, she, it was growing so fast that she didn't know what to do. She was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, this is, like, crazy. Like, I can't control this. And I mean, then. That sounds like a great problem to have. <laughs> an amazing problem to have. Uh, owner. Damn. Sophia. Sophia Armaruso. Oh. Yeah. Wait, are they still around? Is she... It's still around, but it's not under her name anymore. Oh, she sold it? No, yeah. She she sold it. Um, She had, like, some backlash that I can't remember the whole part of the story about. But, oh, this is where I... um Where the, the, the fear of failure thing came in, and that's why I totally got on this. So that's how I totally sidetracked. Is that she said when she was shoplifting, this is not great to take from this, but it, it applied to my life. It says, when, I wrote this quote down, hold on. Um, so I write, I write quotes down in my notes here. <laughs> I do the same. I, I, it's like, I love it. Um, let me see, let's see. When you get scared is when you get caught and when you hesitate is when you fail. 
Ooh, that's really good. I know. And that's what she said about shoplifting. She's like, when you're scared, that's when you get caught. When you hesitate is when you don't go through with doing what you're going to do. That's real. That's a really good quote. But I was like, holy shit. I was like, that like is so true. When you get scared is when you fucking flop. Like, just don't be scared. Like, yeah. get started. And that's like what I want to do so badly is to just get started with this. And like, that's why I'm so amped on our photo shoots. Me and Jay have been doing random photo shoots just for fun and to create more and to like create more contacts and meet more people and stuff. And so like, I, I was like, that's my goal this year is to just create to create, mm -hmm. you know, and to meet more people and to do more things and to do more photo shoots and stuff. But yeah, that's hopefully that's where like my business will go. And that's where I really want to get started and maybe it'll blossom into something else, but could be if I just start, what's You'll see what sky's happens. limit. Yeah, you know? exactly. Sky's the limit. Exactly. I just need to start. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, it's crazy. Cause like another quote that I take into it is like, you will never, you, you get, you get somewhere when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Like, hmm. and that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I am so tired of not, of, I'm tired of using afterpay, people. Like, I'm tired <laughs> of, like, I want to fucking buy some Gucci shoes and, like, be like, $700, not a problem. Yeah, like, you know, like, that's where I'm in fact, to I, I want to buy, like, seven pairs of Gucci shoes because I want to treat myself, you yeah. know? Like, I don't want to fucking do this anymore where I'm like, oh, like, I just want, I just want that life of security but doing something I'm passionate about and I want to prove people wrong because it's, we're in like such, we've, life is just this way. If you want to be passionate about something, it's going to be fucking tough and it's going to be hard to get there, but it's like, it'll be worth it. Every single podcast I've listened to of people who have just started their business, they just start, mm -hmm. they just start, they just, they just go for it and they're not scared. And half of that, it's like, you don't need to have the money and the resources. You just do it. Yeah. You just fucking go for it, you know? And that's, that's like what I'm, I'm just tired. I'm tired of being, I'm tired of being middle-class and quite frankly, I'm not middle-class. I'm fucking poor. Like, you know, <laughs> like it's like, there's no middle-class anymore. If we're going to no. be honest. Yeah, there's not. So when, what are your next steps? My next steps. Sorry. I'm stealing Jay's vape because it tastes so yummy. Mango ice. Yummy. Oh God. I don't vape anymore, but only when Jay's here. <laughs> I'm a bad influence. Sometimes. Um, thanks for letting me steal it all the time. Um, <laughs> What was I going to say? Um, so my next step is to get like a baby website up mm -hmm. and just That's like super easy. start putting people on my website. Yeah. You know, it's like, and I can use like, I mean, all of my friends are the most respectful and beautiful people on the planet. So it's like, I can use my friends as models. I can use my friends as makeup artists. I can use my friends as photographers. I, I have all these people in my life that are beautiful, wonderful, respectful creatives that get the creative life and get what it's like to be on time to be there and be prompt and to like, you know, and we get each other, you know, and we work like every single time we have a photo shoot is you cannot deny it. The energy is amazing. Yeah. Right. Like sure. we're, it's just like, we're creating, it's exciting. There's something new that's going to come out of it. And like, it's just like so much fun. And it's like creating this like energetic, beautiful environment where like respect, love, uh, unity, like all these things are put in together with like art and like creatives and like we're like we're not afraid to be ourselves and to spitball ideas and like to be like 
like it's like if I say something stupid, you're not gonna be like, she's not stupid, like we're not doing it. There's no fucking divas here. Yeah. You know? Like It's all about trying something new too sometimes. Exactly. Everybody's excited. Yeah. So that's like something that just gets me excited and gets me like ready to like pursue this, you know, and to to do this job and you know, it's crazy too, because it's like, I, I don't want to be secret about it. Like some business um, owners will say like, don't tell anybody what you're doing. How, why? Like, you know, like, it's like, how are you going to get the, the word out about like yeah. your business? How are you, you going to like, excited about it. you should be excited and you shouldn't be afraid of competition. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you afraid of that someone's totally. going to do it better than you? Totally. You be better. You be better. <coughs> Could you pass me another beer? <coughs> of course. Never thought you'd ask. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is my first episode too where I'm actually drinking. Ah! <laughs> sober, sober conversations. <laughs> but that's that's awesome. Like I definitely think that you should st start with a website, baby steps. Mm -hmm. exactly. I think baby steps, so you're not like you know super overwhelmed because starting no. something like that can be a lot of work. I also am putting so much energy right now into this job that I have, which I love and I treasure and I'm learning and taking little pearls from, you mm -hmm. know? So like for me with this job, what I can see this job pushing me into is it's like, I'm obviously going to be the owner of this business, but I also want to be the person that like meets with my client and is like, let's create your vision board mm -hmm. and let me convince you that like, we're going to be the fucking people yeah. that are going to make your shit come to life. Yeah. And we're going to make it like even better than you expected it to be. Yeah. Because it's going to be amazing. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's like, I get excited when people are excited and like, I'm like amped on whatever people are doing, you know? And I can't wait to create more friends and meet new people and like get to know more business owners. And like, that's, it's just going to be also special. Like, I feel like it's going to be something really big and I'm really happy that you're going to be a part of it because like you inspire me truly. Oh, that's, that's nice to hear. When she asked me, I was like, yeah, of course I'm down. But just listening from everything that we've talked about today, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of things that I did not know. So I am very flattered. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know. And it's, it's just funny. It's like I get really passionate when I talk about it. You and know? that's good. Every business owner should be passionate about their business. I appreciate that. I really appreciate it's that. It's true. I Sometimes I feel like I'm punishing people. I'm like, I'm creating art to create art, you know? No. <laughs> like, you know, I don't want to be, like, crazy. But, like, I also am like, I think you need to be a little crazy to create. Of course. And to, like, be, like, this. You need to have that, like, fire inside. Totally. If you don't, you're never going to get anywhere. Totally. You're never going to get anywhere. And I don't know. You should definitely start listening to um, Diary of a CEO. Diary of CEO. I'll check it out because I'm always, now that I'm like on this podcasting journey, I'm always looking for new podcasts to listen to. So Stephen Bartlett. I will check it out. Is a fucking genius. He's a genius. Oh my God. And he's just, all he does is he brings on people and he listens to them and they'll speak for forever. Yeah. And then he asks another question and then they speak for forever. And it's like all these genius people who are like, it can go from doctors to business owners, to celebrities, to all these people. And he like asks them like really deep questions. Like he always starts the conversation with like, where'd your start? Where'd your childhood start? How were you brought up? Like hmm. he goes from like the psychological Hmm, I like that because I, I do like a lot of like psychological things in life. And mm -hmm. I think that's important about like getting to know people too, like how they were brought up and 
That's interesting. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? It, that was, like, really, like... I listen to it every day. Like, hmm. I listen to it every day, and I drive. Like, when I drive, I, like... It's weird, because I used to listen to music to pump me up every day, but it's like, I don't listen to music anymore. Same. I, I listen, listen to, to podcasts. The same. I, I'm the same way, too. I don't know if it's me getting older or what, but I find more value in learning something new. I'm not wasting my time. Yeah. And I mean, not that music is a waste of time. Music definitely gets me pumped still, and, like, I like music is, like, a, such a huge driving force. Like, if there is a vision for that business... I would love to solely work for bands. Like hmm. that would be like band covers, art, album art, um, creating like their look and their vision, their style, magazine ads for them, or like 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 covers, shoots. Oh, dude, that wow, would... that just that just that just like made me think of something. Well, I mean, you are dating somebody that is a musician. Exactly. Have you tried to? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe do something with that. We should. As we like should. A, we could totally do something for Jakar for sure. As like a you know like a practice thing like you know yeah. get your feet wet. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he would love that too. Um, the thing is, is like he can be a little picky. <laughs> as so, we all can be, and I totally get that. I mean, that, that's his. That's his baby. Well, absolutely. That's yeah. his business. That's yeah. his you know thing that his special. But I think he would be so open to it. How, how do you say the band's name? Dakar. Dakar. Or Duca Dakar. If you ask him, he'll say say however you want it to say. <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> like you know, like he's like oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he does care, but like I think he's just like being Cameron, which is sweet and like doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's my band. It's not yours. You know, yeah. so. Um, yeah, just just a thought like you know i could totally see you directing one of his like totally i would love to learn I, the one thing i don't know enough about it though is that like music video i do not know enough about cinematography me either like that would be like my friend amber like yeah. that would be her who's amazing fucking amazing unbelievable work like yeah. just so oh my god like she amazes me she really amazes me because she is just like such a creative genius in my opinion she has so much stored potential that could just really burst like yeah honestly too like thinking back on your question like earlier like she's i've only met her a few times from like your parties or whatever um but her her photography is amazing and i would say she's definitely like an inspo as well for me oh my god for sure she inspires me in general yeah. just because she's overcome a lot of hardship in her life mm -hmm. and something that like blossoms from her hardship i believe is her artwork oh like you can tell like it's she's amazing so unbelievable like it's like in the, like in a way it's like that's like and uh, I don't know if Amber will ever listen to this, but, like, it's, like, in a way, like, that's something that I, like, so take from her is it's just, like, everybody has their own trauma. Yeah. And the thing is, is, like, so many amazing creative things come out of trauma. Like, yeah. so many, like, like, I was talking to another friend of mine who is a creative genius, in my opinion, and has created a million businesses of her own and is, like, like honestly she's like a mini entrepreneur like she just she she's like bounces to timber do you ever know my friend timber no i don't think i've ever met timber so my friend timber she is tattooing now <laughs> she's tattooing but she has been like she used to draw and paint murals she has been a, a baker she has literally like she she like when it comes to third wave coffee she knows everything you can know about coffee like mm. she I mean, when she gets into something, she fully submerses herself in it. 
and it's like Timber does it the best. Like it's crazy. Like she's one of those creative people that just can like get into something and it's done so insanely well. Like it's just like I, like I'm like how do you do so many things? She she literally had a like a, a business um called Cataclysm Clothing that like blew the fuck up overnight. Like it literally was like a feminist clothing brand mm -hmm. and it was like she drew a couple designs and learned how to screen print and she would go thrifting buy these like cute unique thrift pieces and put her screen print on it and it would sell oh, out neat. over fucking night that's cool and like i had a few pieces for a really long time and stuff and i actually still think i have a shirt of hers because she just started printing it on like really soft comfy shirts for after a while instead of like going out and thrifting and sourcing from thrift stores she like just started printing them on like normal shirts and um it's a it's like on the front is like a tiny little logo and it's a bear and it's like growling and it says like don't call me honey <laughs> and then on the back it's a big logo don't call me honey you know and it's like that's clever so cute you know yeah. and like and she had like a tiger one that was like no cat calling and like you know stuff like that like it was like so sick and like that shit blew up overnight and it just i think it got too i don't know personally i don't want to speak for timber but i think it got like too big too quick and she just was like fuck it i don't want to do this anymore hmm. and she moved on to the next thing and then became big at the next thing i'm like and now she's That's tattooing amazing. and she's like making crazy money tattooing and like she like learned she just for a while like dude for instance as well like she was a raw vegan she I ate raw vegan food for a long time and she just like literally would make me the best fucking raw vegan meals i would ever eat i was like and then i, I remember trying to remake this one time she made me zucchini noodles like mm. zucchini noodles with um like this crazy sun-dried tomato garlicky yummy deliciousness on it I tried making it and it was so foul. It was so <laughs> awful. I was like, God damn it, Timber. Like you're too good at everything that you do. Like she's just, she's just like really like she, when she does it, she does it. And she does it really, really fucking well. Maybe you should stick to breakfast. Cause you're really good at breakfast. I am really good at breakfast. She is really good at breakfast. I will say I've had a couple experiences where she's made some bomb breakfast meals. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I will pride myself on that. Yeah, for sure. And also, I just want to backtrack a little bit on, on Amber. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I told you, but I think at, like, your last party, I was, like, super drunk, and <laughs> we were, like, talking or whatever, and I'm like... The Halloween I, party? Was it? Maybe, was she at your Halloween party? She was, but she was kind of a little MIA. I think she was, like, dealing with a little bit of drama, uh -huh. so she just, like, kind of hid away for a little gotcha. bit. Gotcha. Yeah. But I, I, I vaguely remember, like, me, like, fangirling for a minute, and I'm, oh. like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, your pictures of the midnight came out so good. She, dude, she is the nicest. The ni If you ever just told her that, like, she would be, like, like, you know, like, thank you. Oh, my God. I was, like, like fangirling for sure. I'm, yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Like, your pictures were so good. Like, yeah. I'm so envious. Like, she was, like, I don't know. I have nothing but good things to say. But I am intimida intimidated by her. Don't be. She's the <laughs> nicest person. She's very, very nice. We're, like, I don't know. We're, like, kind of, like, in the little, like, hiatus of our friendship right now. That happens. It does. That it happens. Does, like, me know? and Alexa. We were in a hiatus for a minute. But sometimes, you know, you have to take that hiatus and... Step back and it's how you become come back. Friends exactly, and come back together. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah. 
Anyways, is there anything else that you would like to ask me, Jay? I think while we're here, I think that the you public know. needs to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might have to be for a season two type yeah. of thing. Um, I feel like since I'm getting started with this whole podcasting, I think I want season one to just be like an introduction of like people that I've brought on to the show. And so, you know, my listeners, the few that I have, <laughs> um, we'll get to know like the people that I have on here. And then mm-hmm. season two, I want to dive into like more serious, I guess, conversations or whatever. But yeah, um, I think before we end, I would like to play a game. Sure. <laughs> I just thought it. of this too on the way here. I'm like, how can we end it? You know, that's just... funny. That's what Stephen Bartlett does too. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, um, for his, that's why I called Diary of a CEO is he hands them over a book and they write a question in it. Ooh, and before that. he hands over the book, he reads the question that the last person left for them. So they have to answer oh. the question that the last person left for them. And then he passes to them and then they write the next question. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this game. So I have a couple options. We mm-hmm. can play. Two Truths and a Lie. Okay. Classic. Or this is from like another podcast that I listen to. It's from my friends that I've grown up with um, from high school. My friends, Christine and Sophia, they have a podcast, which also kind of motivated me to to create my own podcast when theirs is called The Bleeding Hammock, which is like an inside joke with like, like with them, I guess, in high school. But they do a game called Fuck, Mary Kill. Okay, I love that. I love Fuck, Mary Kill. So I guess, like, fuck is, like, what you're fucking this week. Like, you know, like, something you're obsessed with. something, And then Mary, I guess, is, like, something that you're, like, really passionate about. From what I'm getting, I guess, everyone that I've listened to on their episodes have been, like, very different. And then Kill is, like, I guess, like, what you completely hate. So I'm going to let you be the judge or you be the, the deciding factor on what, whatever game you want to play. We can do Fuck, Mary Kill or Two Truths and a Lie. How would truth, Two Truths and a Lie go? Do I, just, do I say Two Truths and a Lie and then you guess or yeah. do? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to do the Fuck, Mary Kill. Okay. So what are you fucking this week? <sighs> what am I fucking this week? I am fucking... Well, I actually just started intermittent fasting, which has been honestly fucking amazing yeah i'm doing that too actually i'm only eating from 11 to 7 okay and it is a larger time window but it's a good time window that's like no that's start a, yeah that's a good time window exactly i'm and 12 to 8 it's really I, I was gonna do 12 to 8 too to be honest because it's hard to yeah eat before 7 it is it's really hard um just because i get home and i work out and then it leaves me 30 minutes yeah. to try to make myself something to eat and then eat mm-hmm. and i almost always go over on to like 7 30 yeah. you know but it's like, so I was thinking of doing 12 to 8 as well. But it's like the morning time before I eat, I'm so hungry because I'm like so used to eating something almost immediately when I wake up. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've literally always thought breakfast is the most important meal. Like you need to eat immediately in the morning. And what's really sad is that I discovered that breakfast is the most important meal of the day is not a scientific thing. It actually was an advertising thing Yeah. from Kellogg's. Oh, terrible. To, to get people in the 1950s to eat cornflakes. Yuck. <laughs> like, and it's like, okay, so that's been a whole lie my whole life. <laughs> like, you know, but, but what I've learned too from intermittent fasting, cause I've been doing this about a month now. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I get super hungry in the morning, too, or used to. Starving. But your body will adjust. It does adjust. Totally. I will say it's a lot easier for me now than it was when I first started. But my bloating has gone down. Yeah. 
like Cameron and I are doing together, which makes it so much better nice. because like, it's just like we're a team, you know, and we keep each other motivated. And, um, like we are, what was going to say, so we're doing 11 to seven and like, we'll eat together at 11 on the weekends, you know, and stuff. But like, we do have our coffee in the morning. Every morning we have to have coffee. As long as it's black. As long as it's black. See, I didn't know that. Or it has to have high fat. Like it has to be like like full oh. fat creamer and that's it like oh. you cannot do like if it's high fat only you can't have any sugar because when you do sugar yeah. it's when your blood sugar spikes yeah um and takes you out of a fasted state but um so we've been doing coffee in the morning and then we eat at 11 and then we stop eating at 7 it's been more like 7 30 almost 8 so um, we're trying to like figure out like is 12 to 8 better for us or are we going to do like 1130, 730, you know, like, but so definitely fucking with fasting because A, I've noticed my bloating has gone down. For immensely, sure. For sure. Which is incredible because it was so miserable for me for a second there. Like it would be like all of my mom jeans, can't wear them, nothing. It's so miserable to sit down in any jeans, like just like oh god like and it's like or i'd be like i have to wear a dress today like that's like how i have to live my life right now is like I, my, my bloating is uncontrollable yeah and so that was bad but like the intermittent fasting has been a blessing and then um what was i gonna say yeah i think that's what i'm fucking this week <laughs> okay yeah yeah okay yeah oh and then that's what i was also gonna say too i almost lost train of thought it's these damn ipas um <laughs> what was i gonna say my cognitive fo like focus throughout the day is incredible. Yeah. Like I used to get so slump, like tired, like, Oh God, like I need another coffee at two or three. That's what I've noticed too. Like I don't even take as many naps and I love my nap. Time. I love naps. I love a nap. Like that's like, I totally agree completely. Or I would have to get a second coffee and I'm like, yeah. I don't care. I love coffee. Yeah. Like coffee's great. I mean, it's not great for you to have a million throughout the day, but like I would totally get a second coffee. I don't need two at two or three yeah. anymore. I have one cup in the morning. Wow. One cup of coffee in the morning and it's been fine. I've been doing great. No headaches, no nothing. I'm like totally like zoned in. I don't feel like I need to scroll on Instagram, to disassociate. Like I'm like very honed in. Intermittent fasting has been amazing. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of I've, great benefits too with it. Amazing benefits. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I've only been doing it for a week, but I'm like already seeing such insane changes in my body that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to continue to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, this is awesome. So yeah, that's what I'm fucking this week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mary, like what I'm obsessed with. Yeah. Um, what I'm obsessed with right now is like, or like what I'm like in love with is like my self change I've noticed this year and it's so weird because it's like I'm not like totally a horoscope girl but I definitely love horoscope <laughs> I used and to like, be a horoscope girl too I mean it is what it is you know I was like I'll, I'll fall out of it at some point but technically this is supposed to be my Saturn return year uh-huh and I've just noticed like such a change in me where I'm not lazy like I was and I'm pushing myself so much more than I ever have before. Like where I've just gotten over being scared. That's I'm good. just tired of being scared. I'm tired of holding back. I'm tired of thinking about what other people are going to think of me. I have one fucking life to live. Mm -hmm. Like I'm over 
the population judging what I do with my life. And that's been really special for me. It's been fucking hard, like hard, 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 like a lot of like inner turmoil that I've been like trying to turn over, but like I'm loving my results. I'm loving the people I surround myself with. I'm loving like who I'm becoming with like wanting to start my business, like, and like actually wanting to push myself. Like that, a huge thing too, like that I've noticed is that like I've been really like it's mostly like my parents that I'm scared of because when they think I'm a failure is when I truly believe I'm a failure Mm -hmm. and that is something that I've really had to turn around and just be like me and my dad it's it's mostly my dad because my dad is my biggest pusher and I love my dad more than anything but like he I'm scared of my dad sometimes like I get real my whole life I've been scared of my dad my dad my he's the one person I don't want to disappoint and I I disappoint him a lot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I don't mean to disappoint him, but like, you know, we're all imperfect and, you know, he has high, high expectations of me. Maybe not as much as he did when I was younger, but like, at least that's the impression that I've always gotten of him. And I've just learned to like, I love my dad. We have an amazing relationship and it took us a long time to get to this point. But whatever I do with my life is not dependent on what he thinks of me. Yeah. It's just not. It's not. And, um, I think too, like once you, like the older that we're getting, like we're getting more wiser. And I think you get to a point in life where you're just like, I don't give a shit what anybody else thinks. I'm going to do me and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. That's kind of where I'm at. Absolutely. I agree completely. I mean, it's like, (laughs) like for instance, like one time when I was younger, I know we're probably going over like all the time, but there's no, there's no time limit. Okay, great. (laughs) Well, it's like one time when I was younger, my dad took me out to breakfast and he did like a father-daughter date and we went to this golf course and he took me out to breakfast and he was like, what's your dream? What do you want in life more than anything? Like, where do you see yourself like when you're older and like how you want to live your life and like what's your ultimate fantasy that comes true? Mm-hmm. And I just said, I'm doing something creatively. I'm an artist, but I, what I would genuinely love and what my fantasy is, is like, I want like a big, like, apartment in the city where things are always bustling and going and like I love my life and I just think that like like this big creative like industry that I might be working with or whatever and stuff like I just I wanted like a a big fancy condo in like the city you know and like to have this like outrageously luxurious beautiful life and my dad goes that's a really nice dream I don't see it for you, though. Oh, no. And I said, I was, like, flabbergasted by it. I was like, wow, well, then why did you fucking ask? You know, like, (laughs) okay, like, that, like, totally, like, put a damper on my everything, you know? And he's like, I don't see it for you. He crushed your dream. He was like, he was like, I don't see it for you. And I was like, why would you ever tell me that? Like, I literally just remember just being like, why would you ever say this to me? And he goes, because I wanted to make you angry. (laughs) Oh, He's like, I want it to make you angry, and I want it to fuel you. He's like, and I want you to prove me wrong. Oh. And I was like, that's not how you fucking do it. <laughs> like, but now, I'm kind of like, you know, years later, God, I was like, probably like 19, I think, when I said that to him. And it's been 10 years. Like, 10 years since he said that to me. Like, years later, I'm finally like, 
because I, I brought my business idea up to my dad and my dad was like had all these hesitancies and was like so this what are you gonna how are you gonna accomplish this what are you gonna do and I'm like I just stopped the conversation with him because I was like this is not gonna go the way I want it to go this is not gonna go the way I needed to hear mm-hmm. and I know that from my dad because my dad is constantly pushing me and my dad's constantly questioning and challenging me which I think people need people yeah. need to not stop being fucking babies yeah. like I was definitely a baby when I first heard that when I was 19. I was like, fuck you, dad. But like now I treasure that. And I'm like, yeah, it does make me angry. And I want to be like, fuck you. I did it. I did it even though you didn't think it It might be 10 years later, but I did it. Yeah. You know, like doesn't matter what amount of time. Like have I ever asked for your help at all right now? Never, you know? And I hope my dad listens to this and he's like, he's like, okay, cool. Like my daughter has a fire inside her, you know, (laughs) I hope it. I love you, dad. (laughs) You've really pushed me. But, um, like it it stuck with me. It stuck with me. And like, that's what definitely drives me towards this business idea is because I'm passionate. I'm so sick of forcing myself to like a job or to be in love with a job. And I know that's not realistic, but I want it to be my reality, Mm -hmm. you know? And I could see it. I want it. I want it and it's it's just gonna have to happen and I'm just gonna have to figure out how to push myself to another level and maybe that's this year maybe it's next you know but I I see it for myself and I see myself starting this and you know I think I'm just what I'm married to right now is this idea of like huge amounts of growth in my life and that's like something that uh, like I never really saw for myself. I always thought I was like truly true to who I was, but like I've really evolved. It's mm-hmm. really crazy. Totally. Um, absolutely. Totally. You know. So yeah, I think that's what I'm married to. Okay. Mm-hmm. What it's, are you? What are you killing? What am I killing? Um, I am killing old relationships with things that just don't serve me. Like friendships. Oh, so many things. Protecting my energy. That's important. Protecting and killing off. I'm a people pleaser. I've always been a people pleaser. And I don't want to ruffle feathers. And I don't want to... I've never wanted to, like, cause anybody to think anything of me. And what's crazy is through COVID, which was one of the most depressing times in my life, I learned no matter how big of a people pleaser you are and how kind and how, you know like accommodating you want to be to people people are still going to be mad and they're still going to want to think whatever they're going to think of you totally doesn't matter it does not matter and i mean i just went through like a whole like i'll just be fucking real and candid right now about the whole covid thing like i was like fuck vaccines fuck covid i was like really very like not but i didn't ever portray that on the internet i never portrayed this whole like i was like covid is a hoax i didn't think anything like that i'm not going QAnon, but it's like there were so many things that I wanted to question and challenge people about and I never ever even asked. Yeah. Because I was so scared. Yeah. Like I was really scared to put myself out there Same. and to like say anything and or to lose friends. Yeah. You know, like and I did lose friends. I lost friends regardless. Like and I, I thought that these were people that I could be in a safe space to talk about things with and to say things about and I'm just killing that version of myself that if people don't like you for just simply challenging their thought points. Exactly. I'm over it. Yep. That's kind of, that's exactly where I'm at too. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not saying I hate or disagree. I'm here to just 
simply pose a question. If you can't answer that and you want to end our friendship over it, then that just means that maybe we're not as good friends as I thought we were. Totally. You know, and it really hurt me because I had a lot of really good friends that I I thought were my good ride or die best people to be in my life, you know, bridesmaids in my life, like people like, that stopped talking to me, ghosted me, like from my life, like just in no explanation. For having a different train of thought. Just having a different train of thought. And challenging. Just to, to ask. And yeah. I'm so beyond open to being wrong. So if you want to say, Chanel, that's a really interesting thought, but have you thought about it this way? Have you ever thought to think, you know, like, like that this is not just this thought process or that who are these people that are dealing with this issue? You know, what's going on? Like with this, this, and this, like I have a really good friend that I treasure. Her name is Lauren. And I was so disgusted for a while about the homelessness in LA and just the politics around it and stuff. And she messaged me one day and she's like, Chanel, like, I just want to tell you, you know, like there's so much other things that are going on around this homelessness and stuff. And I want to talk to you more about it and stuff. And I was like, Lauren, I so appreciate you for not coming at me with like a hostile, like fuck you attitude or just unfollowing me or being like a stupid, like, you know, like I was like, thank you for showing me that. And you know, I didn't think about it this way. Yeah. I really didn't. And like, we are still like, we don't talk as often as we used to because we used to work with each other at the Nordstrom in Los Angeles. But like, I treasure her friendship because yeah. she challenged me and like, she made me, I was like, holy shit, you're like, you're right. You are right about that completely. And I, I can totally see it from that viewpoint, you know? And, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm not open. I'm not like trying to be like, I'm the right person. I'm just here to just say like, is there a way that we should be thinking, you know, like we, like where we come from it from a different viewpoint or, yeah. you know, and People get scared of that. And I think that's that's an issue that we have like Huge today's issue. like day and age. Like people cannot have a conversation. If nope. it's something that doesn't align with how you like believe in something, you can't debate it. You don't you well, people won't challenge each other. Look at our whole online society. How is anybody supposed to have a conversation with anyone True. right now? Who actually gets together? How many times do you go out with a group of friends? I can count on at least one hand how many friends. If you go out with a group of 10 people, probably at least five people are going to be on their phone almost the entire time. Of course. It's like, sad. It's like we can't sit around and talk. I was watching Friends the other day. And, you know, in one of the episodes, Joey and Chandler get into a fight. And they phone call each other. And Chandler goes, hey, buddy, like, I just wanted to call you to let you know, like, I'm sorry for not showing up for you. And, like... I'm, I'm your friend and I love you. I'm just going through something right now. And like just this whole, it, it was like an episode where like they weren't roommates anymore and they mm -hmm. were like upset and Chandler like loves Joey. Joey gets his own place and Joey's like, I'm an adult. Like I can get my own place. If I can afford a place, I want to afford it and be on my own. Yeah. You know, and Chandler's like, but we're like best friends. Like, why are we not living together? You know, like he's just like, what the fuck? And, um, like, he, Chandler calls him on the phone to say, I'm sorry for not coming to view your place and like not being there for you. This is a huge moment for you, but like our friendship means a lot to me and it hurt me personally, you know, in this way, I'm just dealing with this. And that like, <laughs> like it's such a stupid moment in friends, but it kind of brought me almost to tears because I was like, 
People don't do this shit. No. Nobody calls each other to apologize anymore. No. Nobody meets up in person to talk about their issues. It's all over the fucking internet. Or we're so socially accepted to ghosting people and no longer dealing with our issues and problems in person. Yep. That it's just like this whole fucked reality of like nobody knows how to have a real conversation nope. anymore. So how can we expect anybody to accept that their idea that they've totally forced their entire life around you know, to be wrong. Yep. I totally agree. It's, it's probably, it, nobody knows how to deal with inner humiliation, probably shame or feeling like, oh shit. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and I am open to being wrong at all times. Like, holy fuck, have I been wrong so many times in my life? You know, like, I'm a pretty judgmental person on the inside. So it's like, I judge people, but then I'm proven wrong. And you know, like I'm, you know, things change, but, um, I don't know. It's just sad. I, I'm, I, that's definitely what I'm killing is I'm killing just being silent and I'm killing like people pleasing, I think. You know, that, that part of me, I'm not sorry for being me anymore because I'm, Cameron says something that totally rings true with me because I feel like I'm a very nice person mm -hmm. and I'm very open to hearing anything until you become hostile with me. When you become hostile with me is like, we're not having an adult conversation anymore. It yeah. seems like you've got some things you need to work out. Yep. But Cameron said something to me that I'm like, oh fuck, that is so true. He says, if you don't like me, it's your problem. That's 100% true. If you don't like somebody, that's your problem. That is your problem. Yeah. That's your problem. Mm -hmm. Like, I have never done a single thing to try to make anybody, at least not to me. And if I have, <laughs> this is open to the public. Please make me aware. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I, we can have a conversation <laughs> about it. Like, I would be so open to having a conversation about it. You know, like... I like, I don't, I never intend to hurt anybody. Like that's not my goal in life. I don't have some vendetta against people in life. Like I'm so in love with humanity and I fucking hate it at the same time. But it's like, I love like people learning new things, growing and becoming this different person. And like just becoming this person that like wants to know more people. And I'm a very social person. Totally. Like, I love learning about people's minds and how they work and what brought them to where they're at and you know and so I don't find myself to be this person that's like closed off to anybody's thought process and if you know let's let's bring it back to COVID if you were like one of those persons that was like I am a thousand and ten percent the person that like stayed inside still inside still wearing a mask like that's your prerogative and I have no hate towards you mm -hmm. like if you like I have friends who've lost family members from COVID. COVID was very real. Like it was real, but like some of the stats behind it just didn't seem like right to me to close the entire society down. Mm -hmm. And there were more suicide rates going up. There were so many things with domestic violence going up. There were all these other things that were being coupled with this disease that literally, if you got in the car and got in a car accident, there was a higher probability of you dying from that than COVID. True. You know, totally. so that was like very frustrating for me. Like that was like, holy shit. Cause especially just being a social person, I was like, oh my God, like we need to be interactive with people. And like, 
I had this heart for all these little babies that were being brought into the world and isolated from all of these other little babies. Like, no, 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 nobody was going to the park and exposing their children to the park and like all this, like nobody was going to the beach, nobody was doing anything. Like, imagine being a little tiny baby and the only people you know are your parents. How afraid are you going to be? That That's like your first interactions in life mm -hmm. are just me and my parents and we're constantly wearing masks. So I don't really know what my mom's face looks like, like, or like, all these things, it's like so strange to humanity, you know? And just, I don't know, there's just so many things that I had so many issues with, but if anybody that like was like truly genuinely like, Chanel, this is why, this is why I'm this way, I could honestly understand and say, I totally understand why you feel this way. Totally. And what you've gone through, and I sympathize with you, and I'm so sorry that was, that was your experience, but, I would love to have a further conversation and ask you, like, you know, like, have you heard of this? What's going on with this? And if they said, you know what, Chanel, like, truthfully, it gives me peace of mind doing it this way. I'd be like, go off, sis. Do your thing. That is your life and your life to live. And yep. I have no qualms with that. I'll see you when you feel comfortable. Yep. Totally. Not, fuck you. You're the reason. Blah, blah, blah. Like, Oh my God. Like that's when it's like, holy shit. Like this is crazy. Like, like <laughs> life is nuts. Like, I don't know. Like, so yeah, I think that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm killing. I'm killing being done A with people talking. Pleaser. I'm, I'm exactly, I'm tired of this. If you don't like me for me, I'm sorry. I don't think that I've ever caused anything. I, I really have tried not to do that in my life. So yeah, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for sharing um, your fuck, Mary kills. Um, <laughs> and thanks for um, joining on my podcast today. You're my I, second episode. I had such a blast. This was so much fun. Yeah. And I'm, this is so cool. I know. I'm like... I can't wait to see the rest of your episode. I'm going to go <laughs> and listen to your first one. Where can you listen, Jay? You can find my podcast. It's on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, and... Pretty much everywhere now. That's I think. awesome. Yeah. Spotify will be it. I'm yeah. about to follow you. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have followed before I did the podcast. With We're you. just going with the flow. That's what I'm doing. Like I honestly still don't know what I'm doing with this, but like even with this episode is so different from my first one. But again, it's a learning process. I'm mm -hmm. just going with it and. Mm -hmm. Just seeing where, I guess, it, where the conversation goes. So That's good. That's awesome. I don't really have a game plan, but I guess more like season one is going to be like introductions of people I want on my show in the future, and cool. then we'll go from there. Can but I ask you who you are going to interview possibly next? I don't know yet. Actually, know? oh, actually, so I am going on vacation um, at the end of this week, so... I think I'm going to interview my friend Caitlin. Cool. Did you ever meet Caitlin? No, I see you hang out with her all... Uh, wait, you say have blonde Caitlin, right? Blonde Caitlin. Yes, she worked at Bobby she Brown. Yes, yes, I do know Caitlin. I know Caitlin. We didn't get close, and I spoke with her, like, God, like, probably, like, I can count on, like, all ten fingers how many times Was it because of me, though? Because I didn't like her at Nordstrom. No. We had We got, actually got into a big tiff when we were camping the first time and we're actually going camping again so we're definitely gonna have to bring that up <laughs> that's hilarious um that'll be such a fun like episode though like out camping where are you guys going we're going to olali lake it's on the base of mount hood up in oregon cool so i'm excited it's the second year we're doing this we're trying to make it into like an annual camping thing so fun. i love that so you know if you and cameron ever want to partake in a camping excursion one day maybe yeah I'm 
I'm a terrible welcome. camper. I'm a grouchy ass bitch when it comes to camping. It needs to be like full glamp. Oh it, yeah. It, well, I mean, we have cabins. Oh, cabin would be great. Yeah, we'll I will do a cabins. cabin. I would be so happy to do a cabin. Cabin or trailer? I'm set. I'm good. I just need to be able to shower. I need to be able to shower. I, I'm sorry. I'm not that girl. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm absolutely not that girl. I'm not a baby wipe girl. Like I'd fuck that forever. <laughs> like no fucking way. Like no. <laughs> well, we'll 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 have to see. I guess we'll we'll. I don't know where we're gonna go gonna go next year, but. I guess I'll just keep you guys in the loop. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks for having me, Jay. Thanks for coming. And everybody that's listening that's made it this long, I can't believe we're almost at two hours. But thanks for listening. And I will be back soon. And thanks. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Woohoo!